<laughs> oh, I got a very stiff top. What? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. It's a little early to talk about my stiff top, but the top of my beer tab was very stiff. Sure. Insert crickets there. <laughs> uh, welcome to Movie Boners. Hi, everyone. Uh, we have a very dreamy episode today. Would you agree with that? Okay. He's figuring out if he likes his beer or not that he just I am drank. figuring that out. Uh, <laughs> a very dreamy episode. Uh, it was... It, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so what beer did you get for our dreamy episode today? All right. So my beer was kind of an accident. Uh, okay. I went I to get like a fun... Because Texas has a ton of beers down here that are, that are like blonde ales. They're yeah. all like... If you're into that sort of thing. If you're into that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, well, this is an easy one to prep for. And then yeah. I went to the liquor store. I was buying my beer. And I thought I grabbed one of the Blondales. I didn't. <laughs> but it kind of worked out. And before we, before I got on the stream, <sighs> I was like, oh, this works. It's called Yellow Rose. It's from uh, Lone Pint Brewery. And I was like, okay. oh, oh, she's, she's, oh, there's a camera. Oh. Yeah, like, spin it around. Uh, 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 I see fucking glare. I was like, oh, she's cute. pretty, right? Yeah. And then I actually yep. read the rest of the, the title. And okay. I was like, oh, this fits. Oh. <laughs> a little too much. So it's, yeah, so it's called Yellow Rose Smash IPA. And I was smash. Like, smash. And I was like, oh yeah, it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that's I good was like, for well, you, that's I a guess. happy accident. <laughs> well, mine was very much on purpose. I got from the Grimm Brothers brew house in I think Loveland, Colorado, uh, a seasonal release of theirs called Maiden's Kiss. Oh, I've had that. Man. It's very good. There, that's a good one hey, without a glare a on it. Yeah. Got a cute little lass on there. It's a strawberry lemon rattler. And it is, I don't know what a rattler is. It's a type of beer, I assume. Mm -hmm. um, but it's good. It's a little tart. It's very nice. A little sweet, a little tart. It's what you want. You know, I'm I'm not a big fan of the the fruit beer shit, but <laughs> I definitely miss Grim Brothers some days, man. Yeah. That's yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. If you're ever in Loveland area, go hit up that brewery. Mm. <laughs> not, not a sponsor. Just telling you, it's it's good beer. Yeah, yeah, we're fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so Jake, let's go. Let's to check in the... with your favorite thing. Yeah, I beat you to it. Oh, yeah. you sure did. I'm so proud of you. You're on top of it. Yeah, it's my favorite thing because I am the reigning, defending world champion of the world. Yeah. Um, and I took the lead in I the IMDb rating. I know. Because two movies that came out this week are actually very good. Uh, one is no surprise. One is a surprise, I would say. Yeah, I've uh, been dreading this weekend, but at the same time, <laughs> looking forward to this weekend for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I was super stoked for John Wick to be showing up. And then I started seeing everyone being like, it's possibly the greatest action movie ever made. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the rating for it on Tuesday. 
mm-hmm. and it was at a 9.0 and i was like <laughs> shit 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 <laughs> yeah it is pretty amazing uh how high it's rated it's the best movie of the year so, by far so yeah. far like there's um, no competition which is just kind of infuriating to me because you had that last year <laughs> and i'm yeah. like enough is enough <laughs> it's funny the i assumed it would be a 7.4 because all three previous movies are exactly a 7.4 <laughs> right. but for it to be much higher that's pretty amazing yeah and, and the Rotten tomato this critics in the audience agree exactly so like as neg- well so <laughs> it's so annoying <laughs> it's very good very very good i have not seen it but i'm very excited to see it also champions came out it's much better than expected at a 7.1 so yeah. that's good and the audience have it at 95 versus the critics. So that helps a lot as well, which is so weird to me because like every time I saw the trailer, all you heard in the theater were people being mm. like, they remade the ringer. What? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's a higher rated than the ringer. Uh, yeah. So I'm a little bitter. It's a little bittersweet this weekend for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> well let's see uh on you are less than 200 million away from a billion dollars so the race is on to be the first one to a billion dollars you're 150 140 136 exactly a million dollars <laughs> away from that however ant-man's kind of at the end of its run yeah scream might get 30 million more shazam is struggling yeah and you don't really have any major movies until Fast X comes out in May. Yeah. So Go it's possible me. I could <laughs> in my I'm it's a race for sure, but I'm right behind you and I could definitely pass you in the next uh, uh I think four to six weeks. I think you're gonna pass me very soon. <laughs> yeah. Especially if the buzz from John uh, Right, because chapter four is uh apparently slated to be massive. Yeah. And that's annoying. And I think every I think every movie that has come out of the three before this one is doubled the previous movie's box office. Yeah. So it was like eighty six million and then like a hundred and sixty million and then like three hundred and forty or something like that million. So yeah, maybe it'll be a seven hundred million dollar movie. We'll see. I'm just so annoyed. <laughs> you know what uh, else is yeah. really annoying though, Jake? What? I'm going to contribute to that box office because clearly oh, I'm going and watching that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got to see in the theater too. Yeah. No waiting for that. Damn it. <laughs> um, and well, inside came out also recently since the last one, I thought it came out on the 10th, but it came out a week later. It's like crazy limited release. Yeah. Apparently very <laughs> limited, uh, not nationwide. And, but it made five times uh, what Alice Darling made, so mm-hmm. you're you're way ahead of me there. There, I did notice a really interesting uh, fun fact though. Last year there were five total movies below a six point oh. Yeah. This year already we have five movies below <laughs> a six point oh, and it's so, still early. <laughs> it's still very early. So I don't know if that's a good sign. That seems bad to me, but. <laughs> We'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> so yeah, that's the yep. draft. Yeah. 
Have you seen any of these movies recently? I have. I thought I you may have. Um, so my daughter and I, we did a double feature weekend. So we saw Shazam and we saw 65. Hmm. Shazam. It's like, not great. It is what it is. <laughs> like it was fun. Mm-hmm. It has good moments. It's got fun moments in it. I didn't hate it. It was enjoyable. It was entertaining. I do have a little beef with it. Um, and I'm kind of shocked that fans of the franchise, especially like man of steel fans or not just man of steel, sorry, Superman fans, Henry Cavill, Superman fans have not been like yelling at the movie for a certain thing that they do in Shazam. Hmm. I won't say it here, uh-huh. um, but my daughter and I got out of the movie and she was like, that was fun. I was like, it was, it was cute. Like, yeah, he fights a dragon. That looked pretty cool. <laughs> and she was like, she kind of looked at me where I was like, all right, I have a little beef. And so I shared it with her because she knows everything. And we had just seen the movie. Yeah. And when I finished talking to her, she just kind of shook her head and went, oh, why'd they do that? And I was like, <laughs> You tell me, dude. (laughs) Interesting. Yes. Um, So I won't spoil it, but they do something that I was like, huh. And Jake, it's something that if you ever watch the new Shazam, I think you'll pick up on it instantly. And you will be right in the same boat as me where you're going to be like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That's very exciting. Yeah. Um, 65 though, that movie yeah. ended and I cannot believe it has such a low IMDb rating. I think it's at like a 5.8 mm. or something like that. That is ah. horseshit. 65 was a fucking blast. Okay. That was a good movie. That was fun. It was, it's a survival film, right? Mm-hmm. But there's dinosaurs and it's him and this, uh, young passenger who doesn't speak English. So they Mm. have to figure out how to communicate. He has to figure out how to keep her alive and survive dinos. That sounds like a good movie. It was a good movie. I like (laughs) Monica, you know, my daughter and I, we were both just like, this was great. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I was excited about it. And then, yeah, I was a little thrown off by the fact that it seems to be lukewarm reception. Yeah. I don't get why. I think maybe people were hoping for like nonstop action or uh, mm-hmm. which there's a lot of action in the movie. I don't know what people were expecting. I don't know, but I'm uh-huh. like, it delivered exactly what I was hoping it would just off of the preview. I enjoyed yeah. the shit out of it. I recommend it. I thought it was great. Uh, cool. And then I saw scream six. Yep. Have to, I feel like I'm in the minority. Ooh, didn't like it. I liked it. Not okay. that much. Not the best of the series not, as far as. Not even close. I I think it had the biggest opening of any movie in the yeah. franchise. Like, I was very entertained. It made me laugh when I probably shouldn't mm-hmm. have laughed. Um, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. I don't, like, hate it. But right. I kind of felt like. I, I found myself thinking at one point during the movie, and I won't say at what point because I don't want to spoil anything. 
But mm-hmm. at, there was a certain point in the movie I was like, oh, God, I hope this is not the direction they're going to take the franchise in now, because I mm-hmm. think it's a slippery slope. And although it's meta and it fits the narrative, I personally would get really tired of it very quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, but watching Ghostface with a gun, that was cool, even if it is just <laughs> the one part from the preview. But it was still cool. Yeah, I saw it too and liked it quite a bit. I, I wouldn't say it's in the top half of the franchise, but all of the movies in the franchise are good. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy the increased gore. I thought it fit and was it awesome and fun. Definitely like the bloodiest out of the whole series. Yeah. I did think that it it didn't do as much of the scream meta stuff where it has yeah. like a perspective and rules and a, a new set of reasons to be mm-hmm. uh it seemed more of just like a i guess a continuation of the last movie which yeah. isn't necessarily bad but that is kind of screams thing so it kind of was a little less on yeah that. i felt i was like seeing everyone loving it i was on imdb like everyone's praising it just gushing mm-hmm. over it everyone at work that has seen it was like oh it was great right Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh. your wife was like, <laughs> oh, my God, it was awesome. Yeah. And I was like, eh. and she was hardcore against it because she was a big Nev Campbell supporter. Yeah. And when she wasn't in it um, for contractor paycheck reasons, she's like, I hope it fails. I, it sucks. I hate this. They have to have Sydney in it. And then as she was getting into it. She's like, OK, I really like this. <laughs> And so, yeah, it won her over. Yeah. I, I definitely think I like it. I, I didn't hate it. I just, I don't know. It didn't, it just didn't strike me. When it ended, I walked yeah. out and was like, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else? That was it. That was all that I watched. All right. Uh, I watched a handful of the new things. Watched Scream 6. Yep. Watched Cocaine Bear. Hell yeah. Which was a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Uh, very wild. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's exactly what I expected. There's a lot of other stuff. I'm like, where, what? where is this going? But it was very entertaining and very violent. And it was it was fun. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched quite a few things that are not new at all, but they were new to me. Oh. Because I'd never had seen Had one of them. those times, huh? Yeah. So I learned. I had always kind of new but i didn't know to what extent that my wife is a connoisseur of late 90s and early 2000s movies especially horror movies and thriller movies all right, all right. and uh i had like made an offhand reference to uh the quote for, uh, the call is coming from inside the house oh. and i and she's like oh have you seen that movie i was like i have no idea what movie that's from i just know the <laughs> phrase and she's like oh it's from a, when a stranger calls from 2006 and we should totally watch it and so well, we i did. mean that's the remake but uh, well that's what <laughs> i saw and i would say it was very good it was pretty exciting climax and the characters don't make too many dumb choices uh so that was really fun and then we kind of went down a rabbit hole where she kept remembering movies and then we kept watching them and i kept enjoying them for the first time nice so i i also saw jawbreaker from 1999 never watched it a, about these group of girls it's kind of like a mean girls kind of situation where there's a bunch of popular girls that try to kidnap their friend for her birthday put a jawbreaker in her mouth and then she chokes and dies in the trunk 
and they have to like cover up her murder the whole time. It's fun. It's like a dark humor. Like uh, kind of sounds like gorgeous. a chick version of. Uh, did you ever see the movie Very Bad Things? No. So that's about not. a bachelor party where the stripper dies, and the whole group okay. of guys have to figure out how to cover it up and get away with it. Okay. Yeah, sounds very similar. Uh, yeah, it reminded me of like Drop Dead Gorgeous or Sugar and Spice, those like okay. kind of dark comedy chick movies. Uh, and then I watched The Glass House, which was uh, not at all what I expected. Yeah. It was scary about these two kids that like get adopted by Diane Lane and uh, uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it was very thrilling and exciting and scary. Uh, definitely underrated. And then I watched Fear from 1996. Mark Wahlberg? Marky Mark yeah. Wahlberg. Is, yeah, he's gross in that movie. He's terrifying. <laughs> he does a great job. I feel like he should be highly praised for this movie more than Boogie Nights because yeah. it's same era, but he was really good and really scary. I didn't know where it was going because it's kind of like a slow build and mm -hmm. it's kind of like just teen coming of age romance story for a while. But then it kind of, it turns and get it earns the title Fear. And I'm like, oh, okay, this makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> So yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it very much. Nice. Uh, I think that's all I watched. Cool. That's all. Yeah, a bunch of old good stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Dude, the ambulance scene in Cocaine Bear is my favorite part of that whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy yeah. you watched Cocaine Bear. It's so much I fun. It. And I hate that I enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed all of the... So I don't know if you've seen The Americans with Carrie uh -uh. Russell and... Uh, her husband, the guy who plays the guys throwing cocaine out of the plane. Mm -hmm. That's her husband in real life. Oh, okay, and also cool. plays her husband in the Americans. Uh, and then the, the uh, park ranger lady. Oh yeah. She's also, she's also in the Americans. Oh, nice. So it was like an Americans reunion. It was funny. Nice. So, but yeah, good times. Cool. All right. So wow. today's Did we really do that. That's like record finish. time for us, Jake. Oh, yeah, that's true. We didn't spend 45 minutes chit-chatting and shooting the shit. Uh, yeah, so, so let's move on before we ruin it. Uh, this episode, <laughs> we realized a little too late that March is Women's Appreciation Month. And now yeah. that it is the end of March, or uh, April, basically, we were like, let's do a couple of ladies appreciation episodes yeah and one is now and then the next one is next episode obviously yep. i don't know if that even needed to be explained it explained it uh explained so we are doing our explained shut, up, shut the fuck up shut the fuck up <laughs> <What> the fuck? <laughs> this episode we are doing our top 10 movie crushes yeah, that we have had currently or had ever or it's kind of <laughs> up in the air, however you want to do it. But I think you and I both. Well, just judging from like the quick blip of like, <laughs> hey, how's your list? But it wasn't actually that it was really me just being like, my list is fucking I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, yeah, well. I'll let you say what yours was as we go through. But you and I were kind of on the same page as we usually are without meaning to. Yeah. Which made me laugh. And I'm not going to lie. It made me debate like, 
do I just scrap and start over so it's not the same kind of idea as Jake's? But then I thought, no, because I bet Jake has some understandable, but questionable (laughs) choices. I do. And I was like, and mine actually is not that weird. So I think <laughs> I think we'll maintain a balance here. <laughs> okay. Was I correct in that assumption? I'm glad you described it as not that weird because I'm worried mine is weird in some way. I feel like this is not really about movie crushes. It's more about us exposing our weird interests and likes and dislikes to the world. <laughs> but I do have... I almost all of my movies are from the eighties. If that tells you anything, holy crap! <laughs> I did not mean to. I have a couple of nineties, one from the seventies. I think the latest is from like the mid nineties. Um, okay. And so it's all generally childhood crushes, the ones that you remember from yeah. when you first got into movies, first you know started feeling feelings, and they, those imprints just never fade fade first love never fades and so my crushes are kind of in that vein i teased last time that i have at least one anthropomorphic animal um i have two animated characters i knew you were gonna have two animate i fucking knew you were going to (laughs) i knew it i knew it one of them is an honorable mention of mine i can already like okay i can I am 98% positive. (laughs) One of my honorable mentions is on your list. (laughs) We will have to see. And she's animated. Uh, (laughs) uh, Mine, I do have a couple from like early 2000s, but mine is primarily 90s. Um which is no surprise if anyone's been listening long enough or know me, uh, except for one, I have one that is um, actually kind of old. It's from the sixties. Whoa. Yeah. That's even older than my old. One. I That's know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I see you are a man of taste. You know, I'll make my joker little comment as we get into this, but I, I will say I may have learned something about myself doing this episode. And I thought, okay, oh, interesting. Okay. Well, a little introspective, a little bit, bit nothing bad, but a growth. little bit. Yeah. 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 Okay. Getting in touch with your, apparently, I don't know what you're getting in touch with, but I wouldn't say getting don't, in we touch don't need with to know. anything, but I we would don't say, need to know. We don't need to know. Anyways, <laughs> uh okay so why, why don't you go first me with this yeah why not oh, right. i think i did last time okay i think you did too. <laughs> all right i'm gonna be i had no idea how to even start mm-hmm. this one except for well let's watch movies from when i was like a kid slash teenager because that's primarily when all the movie crushes were so um Mm. this one just seems so obvious to me and she has such a tiny 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 uh on camera time i said that weird she's only on (laughs) camera for a very short time in the movie she's not even a main character um Mm. 
But I feel like I'm not the only boy who grew up in the 90s who did not instantly have a crush on her, just like one of the main characters in the movie. Uh, even okay. if she doesn't really have a really any dialogue except for a couple scenes and it's her yelling at the kid because he's <laughs> funny and devious and mm. inappropriate. But every boy at that age was like, yes. <laughs> uh, so my number 10, I feel like this makes sense. It's Wendy Peppercorn from the Sandlot because mm. how can any boy who grew up in the nineties who watched the Sandlot and loved that movie not have a crush on Wendy. And when Squint yeah. fakes his drowning just to get a smooch, you gotta cheer the kid. And at the same time, yeah. be like, maybe not do that ever again, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's Wendy it's Peppercorn. A perfect. Yeah. It's kind of like, especially for those kids at that age, yeah. if you're also a kid at that age and you just see this goddess on a lifeguard state standing <laughs> chair thing in like her little white glasses the white and, glasses and at, you know it's red bow in her ponytail yeah yeah you you feel like no, squints and out. i was just like she makes sense to me she has like hardly any screen time she doesn't mm -hmm. have any real dialogue but she just kind of like stood out for me and i was like oh this is yeah. such an obvious choice and she might be one of the earliest like movie character crushes i think i ever had so i was like i i feel like i owe it to wendy <laughs> i love you <laughs> <laughs> wendy if you're out there wendy peppercorn if you were real <laughs> i could be your squints <sighs> except i don't wear glasses um well I'm sure you would for her though. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That yeah, that's that's a great choice. That's that's definitely kind of the classic motif that I think we're going for here. Mine is not like that at all now. Um that seems very obvious. Mine may not. Uh it is although I will say my number ten pick is a literal vixen. And that's wordplay if you know that a vixen is a female fox because my temp pick is Maid Marian from the animated Fox and the Hound. Oh, no, Robin Hood, the other fox. <laughs> from Dude. the Fox and the Hound. I got foxes on the brain. We are learning uh, <laughs> a lot about Jake tonight. <laughs> the animated Robin Hood from 1973. Uh, she is just so sweet and wholesome and kind of she's very pretty in the way that she the kids are like playing and they shoot the arrow over the mm -hmm. wall and she like doesn't get mad at them she, even though they're in her castle she like starts playing with them and plays along and plays the damsel in distress and and kind of tells them all about how she loves robin hood and i don't know it's just very sweet and then her just her love for robin even though she hasn't seen him in a long time doesn't even know if he loves her back uh, but then pleads for his life and and it's just very touching and sweet so i i don't know she's just always been like on the subject of animals i almost put lola bunny up there from space jam but i thought that was just a little bit too she didn't have the depth of character okay. that i feel like i need uh, and maid marion definitely does 
So she's just kind and maternal and just a classic example of a damsel worthy of the hero fighting for her and and uh, and I don't know, just a strong lady that you want you want to you want to fight for. So that's funny to me because <laughs> yeah, she's not on my list. It's an amazing choice. Um, Maid Marian and Prince of Thieves was almost on my list, but she's an honorable <laughs> mention. So, okay, because she's awesome in Prince of Thieves. She's gorgeous. She's just she's there for Robin. She's strong. She's mm-hmm. strong willed. I mean, she gets mm-hmm. in a sword fight with him. She tries to kill him. It's not a spoiler. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I think that's yeah, awesome. That's a cool part of the uh, character. But yeah, Maid Marian and Disney's Robin Hood. Jake, I feel mm. like you were trying not to say that she's absolutely gorgeous because you didn't want to sound she, weird, but she I mean is. she is. <laughs> she is very when they do that like, close up of her where she does the like slow blink and you're like, Yeah, I think there's something <laughs> wrong with me because that is crazy attractive. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Whoever was animating her, they got the eyes and the eyelashes and they, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they did. I, yeah. I, I think it's at least less weird to say that she's gorgeous as a Fox. She's all like covered up. She's not like, uh, right. She's like, it's not like Ariel from the little mermaid or something where you're like, well, she's just hot. Like the, she's a gorgeous <laughs> lady, but also classy and civilized and, her voice is amazing. She she always reminded me of Audrey Hepburn, uh, but it's uh, Monica Evans who only did a couple of animated movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think that's Mary fantastic. Marian, the Fox. That is a great pick. She's foxy. I'm so proud of Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> my next one is not wholesome at all. <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, in fact, mine uh, you could say is like the ultimate temptress. Oh. But when this came out. And I was like a 11 or 12 year old boy, somewhere in that age. Uh, it was very mm. much like, oh. Prime demographic age, sounds like. Kind of. Actually, I think the prime <laughs> demographic was a few years older than me, but I was definitely like, oh <laughs> my God. Which is funny to yeah. say, oh my God, because my number mm. nine is the devil from yeah. Dazzled. Um, I know exactly where you're going with that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Elizabeth Hurley as the devil. Mm. Stunning. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly what you would expect the <laughs> greatest seductress to be. Just stunning. But you know what's funny about that character? Have you watched Bedazzled recently? Not in a long time. Okay. No, I need to. I encourage you to watch it because, yeah, she's. Especially played- with the for Brendan Fraser renaissance yeah, with, that's happening. With the surge of Brendan. Yes. Um, <laughs> she's not. Don't at me. I know she's the devil. <laughs> she's not evil at all in the mm. movie. She does nothing okay. that's actually evil in the movie. All she does, okay. everything she does to Brendan Fraser's uh, character, it's all just testing him and kind of getting him to learn a life lesson. It's kind of yeah, funny. That's what I remember is that she's teaching him a lesson basically. Yeah. But she's gorgeous. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need to say. I mean, it's the devil. She's, she's yeah. Well, I mean, it's Elizabeth Hurley and 
if, even if she didn't have a British accent, she'd be on the list. But when she does, which she always does, she should. It's she great. Should. And she's funny in it. And she, the playfulness and like, she's really funny. The, the flirtiness that she's got and just the, I mean, I get that she's playing the devil, but just that whole idea of like, she's very, uh, she's not afraid. She just kind of, she, she has a better grasp or grasp <laughs> grasp <laughs> on what she wants and what she needs to do to obtain it. But she never, like I said, she never actually does anything evil or, yeah sinister mm -hmm. i mean she she does like the lawyer thing where she's like oh it's basically like you didn't read the fine print you're bad haha -ha. um yeah which is kind of shiesty but i love her <laughs> <laughs> okay teach there i'm like good for you uh no she's great i definitely agree that's a good yeah. one uh my number nine i just felt like I had to have her on my list because I couldn't let my 10 year old self down. Yes. It's it, every thing from my like childhood memory. This is kind of maybe top five from my childhood. I was just like, Oh my goodness. I can't believe this is happening. Cause I was a massive Batman fan, obviously still am. And Batman and Robin came out at a time when it was just perfect timing <laughs> I was a perfect time because I was 10 and I didn't really know how bad it was. It just had all of the things I liked. It had Batman, <laughs> and Robin and Alfred and, and Bane and, and, and not poison Ivy. There it is. And, and, <laughs> but poison Ivy is not my choice. Batgirl in fact is my choice. Oh. because Alicia Silverstone classic. Love her. But having, Batgirl or Barbara Wilson, which is weird. Barbara Gordon, actually. <laughs> and it doesn't, I don't know. Everybody complains about the nipples on Batman's suit in Batman and Robin, but who's paying attention to nipples when you got Batgirl on the screen? <laughs> doesn't her suit <laughs> also have? It doesn't have nipples because, and you know this, because there's a very gratuitous, like as she's gearing up, she Alfred gets her uncle Alfred gets her the gear and yep. stuff. First of all, I hadn't seen this movie in forever, and so I rewatched it and it's bad. forgot how bad it it's is. It's really bad. <laughs> it does it does not hold up at it's all. The effects so are bad. terrible. <laughs> Everything about it is terrible. But there's a yeah, she's gearing up. She puts on like the gauntlets and it has like the little uh, wings and everything, and then she like zips up her boot which goes up the back of her calf and then the camera pans up at her butt like was, for a second it's it's the close-up of and, the ass <laughs> yeah i'm like she didn't gear up anything near her ass why are we seeing this and then uh and then yeah and then she like buckles her belt and like turns around and it's just like boobs right there so you zooms right in on them and uh there's no nipples oh okay okay I think the point of that uh, shot was like to show the the bat logo. You know, oh emblem, maybe right. But is she wearing a bat logo? But see, that's the problem. I didn't because notice. It's like boobs. <laughs> yeah, that's all everybody's staring at at that second. Uh, but the character itself, it, I think it's a reasonable adaptation of Barbara Gordon. Not the best. We could have better for sure, but having her as the nephew of Alfred was kind of sweet. Alicia Silverstone's great. She 
is just her caring for Alfred and wanting to like help him because he's sick. Um, and she's a she's smart. She's just like hacking into computers and stuff and uh, and daring. She obviously wants to just join Batman and Robin and her motorcycle race that she goes on is actually pretty exciting. Maybe the least weird part of the movie and actually pretty good. Um, so yeah, I I think it, it's overall passable and uh, mostly because of my love for Batgirl. That's fair. Um, well, Batgirl does not show up on my list. In fact, huh? shocking spoiler-ish of my list. <laughs> Okay. There are no Batman women on my list. Wow. Yeah. That's very interesting. I did not expect that, I must no. say. However, I have another one on my list. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone does show up on my list, but a different character. Nice. <laughs> okay. But not yet. I so, commend you. Um, that is a great choice. Uh, I debated... Cause I was trying to figure out like, you know, doing what you were doing at the same time. Like, all right, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's go through childhood. Who, who was I like? Oh my God, she's hot. Like that's a mm-hmm. woman to me. Right. Um, yeah. And I did think like instantly, and this is just how my brain's wired. It instantly veered into like comic book movie territory, especially nineties and early two <laughs> thousands. There is a character yeah. on my list, but not from what you think. And, okay. uh, I thought that girl, Poison Ivy, Drew Barrymore's character in Batman Forever. She has a side character. Oh. She plays like, yeah. yeah. She's, she's pretty. I thought Nicole Pittman <laughs> in Batman Forever. And then I was like, for sure. Okay. I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I think. You could fill your whole list with it. Uh, right. And, and I just figured, like, when I actually thought about it, they were never the characters I really like gravitated towards even being a young boy. Like they're all hot. They're all gorgeous, <laughs> but they just weren't the ones for me <laughs> uh-huh. anyways. So that's a good, <laughs> if pick. you, if you Google Batgirl, Batman and Robin, the boob shot is the second picture that comes. Oh my up. God. <laughs> just I'm throwing it out it. there in case you want to know. I'm doing it. <laughs> there, there is a logo, but it's black on black, so it's hard to so tell. So you can't. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. Okay, so Batgirl, Batman, and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I didn't. Um, I think one would argue, though, Jake, that those are nipples, sir. Yeah, there's something. They are there. shockingly pointy. To not be. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's got like a, we're getting, spending way too much time on this. We there's are. like a half cup. It's like, oh my God, I forgot about that it. shot. What a horrible, yeah. horrible shot. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, not the boobs uh, where she oh. buckles the belt. Oh, the. That is the, a crotch yeah. shot that yeah, Joel Schumacher little... probably should not have included in that movie. <laughs> Right. Yeah. They, so the whole movie he should not have included I mean, in the true. movie. That's valid. So my number eight. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Um, technically, is a comic book movie, but I did not learn that until uh, I was much older. But yep. this was one that 
I just remember having the same expression on my face as Jim Carrey had in his face when he first sees this woman walk into the bank. Uh, so my yeah. number eight is Tina Carlisle from The Mask, <laughs> because I'm pretty positive my face did the same thing his and his co-worker's <laughs> face did when she walks in the bank the first time where it was just like it, your jaw hit the floor. And I remember thinking... Yeah. Oh God, I should not be watching this movie with my up. mom. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's an honorable mention for me. Yes. Um, it is one that I definitely remember very, very vividly. I'm not even a Cameron Diaz fan. I mean, like those things that she's in, but for some reason, the mask, that scene specifically where she comes in out of the rain, you're like, Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh wow! You're like so, this is what it's like to grow up. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Instant puberty. That's what that's called. <laughs> you just sprout a beard on spot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's 1994. You're like nine. <laughs> a bearded child. Yeah. No, it's yeah. true. Uh, she's actually like a decent character in the movie too. They don't. Um, I guess my memory thought she was kind of like nothing but damsel and not very mm -hmm. smart, but she's actually kind of an intelligent character trying to get herself out of a bad situation. Mm. Kind of. Uh, she does okay. fall in love with a living cartoon character and there's no way <laughs> not very she would good. ditch. She's not like a hero. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, Oh yeah. I just, Tina Carlisle, man. <laughs> That, that yeah. was an early one as a child, and uh, she's always stuck in my head like that. So thank you, Cameron yeah. Diaz, for that role. Because <laughs> <laughs> did you see I that? She's was her big break, wasn't it? She, what? Yeah, that was her. First wasn't it her big break? Uh, did you yeah. see she wants to retire from acting again because Jamie Foxx got mad? No, I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. Apparently, what do you mean again? She wanted to do it before. Uh, apparently, she did quit acting before. I didn't realize that, but I was yeah. like, "Oh, I just assumed people and, were like tired of her bullshit." <laughs> and now it's Jamie. And Fox's now it's Jamie Foxx's fault. Fox's fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's gotta be somebody's fault. I it guess has to be. Besides hers, yeah. Uh, my number eight is going to redeem me from all of the button boob talk we had a second ago. So don't turn off the podcast feminists. <laughs> My number eight is very brilliant and intelligent and, and just all around has changed the face of female characters in cinema forever. It's also kind of a cheat because it's mostly a TV character. There are two movies. So it's Dana Scully from the X-Files. <laughs> Way to hit that gray area. <laughs> it still counts. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember prepping for this episode and you looked at me directly and were like, no TV characters. This is movie boners. Yeah. Yeah. Which I regretted because I did have several TV characters. I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Um, and you found, you found a loophole. You I love those loopholes. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if there's any character to find a loophole for, Dana Scully is great. She is. And she is. her whole 
arc of a character that is extremely logical and practical and the opposite of Mulder, who is kind of out there and prone to conspiracy theories and all this stuff. Um, they make a great dynamic between them where uh, where they interact. And then over the course of the series, their budding romance is also very great. So I I don't know. She's not like a classic sex symbol if you're going to think of one, but she's sexy in her own little way with her own little, you know, pantsuit and, and I don't know, just her, I guess, her character and her, her, the details of her, I guess, mm-hmm. are kind of what you're like, oh yeah, I really, really like her. And she's like, I've got a little bit of a crush on her. Yeah. I, so that's where that ended up. I agree with you. <laughs> But see, mine wasn't so much like from a younger age because I wasn't allowed to watch the X-Files when I was growing up. Mm. Um, yeah. But as an adult, like, I forget who had it. I want to say it was like Hulu or something had the whole series or maybe they still do. And I binge watched mm. the series for like the first time just a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago I did it. Mm-hmm. And Instantly, I was like, oh, I love Dana. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, she's she's fun to watch. She's frustrating because she's so logical and she needs like. Mm-hmm. I guess like an actual reasonable explanation for everything, but she's kind of forced to have a gray area there. Yeah, Dana Scully's mm-hmm. awesome and she's beautiful. She's still beautiful. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think she's getting more beautiful. She's... I don't know what she's doing, but yeah, that's a great pick. Thank you. You know what's funny about your pick being a uh, <laughs> a smart woman? Uh, mm. This is where my list kind of like switches gears a little bit. Okay. Uh, this is the oldest movie on my list, uh, mm. oldest character, I guess technically, and um, she's a character that. I think if you're not paying attention to the movie, you take her at face value where she's not really smart, really doing anything, but her whole purpose, which comes out towards the end of the film is super endearing and very kind of like for the guys out there, for the people out there that are like, you know, hopeless. She's the kind of character I feel is good for people like that to watch because she has such a like genuine care and tenderness to her that she just never actually exposes. Cause that's not where the focus is supposed to be until the end. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so my number seven is Stella from the original nutty professor. She plays okay. the college student that, professor kelp kind of falls in love with and he's he's she's the whole reason he comes up with this alter ego and i just love watching her hate this alter ego the whole time but she knows like there's a connection somewhere there and she spends the whole movie just trying to put up with it and figure it out (laughs) and she had her and kelp have like a really great genuine moment together towards the end and it's just I love her character. I've always loved her. Um, And like I said earlier, she's the kind of character that was written to 
kind of not give the audience the focus, but when she has her moment, it's very much like, oh, and she's smart. I mean, she's a college mm-hmm. student going through like college courses for science and physics and all this stuff. Uh, she's just, she's great. And she's stunningly beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's been ages since I've seen, uh, seen the nutty professor from 1963 um, with Jerry Lewis, but yeah, she is knock knockout on there. Yeah. And it's, she's like, there's not a single scene where there's a, they're trying to emphasize or like accentuate anything. She's very much like, it's just, I think that's telling where like that kind yeah. of beauty actually can be not to get preachier on the sandbox, but she is drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, you don't have to over-sexualize her or right. or make it about anything more than just let her be herself yeah. and she can kind of have that magnetism that's even better. Yeah, that's a, that's a classic pick. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you I guess if you had your oldest character, this my next movie is from the 80s, but the character is from the 50s, so it then is one of my oldest characters as well. Mine is uh, Lorraine Barnes from Back to the Future. <laughs> the young, hot version, not the old <laughs> mom version. You had already like made sure you specified she's from the 50s, not the yeah. 80s. Yeah. Well, I was reading my list to my wife because she wanted to know who my choices were. And uh, I realized I should put that caveat in there. I was like, I should write that down. That's funny. Uh, the young, hot version, not the old mom version. So, yeah. Yeah, I Leah Thompson in Back to the Future is like, well, it is an interesting part of the story that she almost destroys her entire family because she's a horny teenager. Yeah, she's like the horniest teenager you've ever seen at that point, especially for me <laughs> at my in my life. I'm like, what is wrong with her? Is she sick? What is happening? <laughs> That's her. But son. I kind of, I kind of like it. Yeah, is I don't know, especially in those like. It's the 50s, so you know it's already kind of you're not supposed to be super like, oh, into sex or, or necking in the car or whatever that they did Even back then. they all did it. Yeah, but on like TV and movies, it was always very separate beds and I Love Lucy and all that stuff. So it, I don't know, it felt, I guess, maybe a little taboo or something. Mm-hmm. It, she's just very great. And then, but you're also like, you don't want her to like make out with marty You're like this is bad you shouldn't do it not just because it's her son but because it will just dis- like he will disappear from right it'll destroy and- the whole timeline <laughs> yeah so it i don't know it's just a really fun thing and she's really great at it and she's really uh hot at the same time so yeah how can you not have a crush on her that dress that she wears to the dance is uh yeah yep yeah, when she's like comes out of the car and she's got like the ruffles all all over. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I like that pick, sir. I like that pick very much. <laughs> well, my number six is Alicia Silverstone. Nice. And Jake, I had to laugh when I put this particular character of hers on my list because it might not be the one you're expecting me to say. Um, but it made me laugh because I was like, God damn, we have mentioned this particular movie 
so many times. We have praised it so many times and gushed over it over and over again. Yet we've never had it show up on any of our lists. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but she finally makes an appearance or the movie itself makes an official appearance. Finally, on one of mine. Um, my number six is Eve from Blast from the Past. Yeah. I love yeah. Eve. I love her. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That is, it was very hard for me to choose between Batgirl and that one because that is kind of the first one I think of when I'm like, oh, yeah, she's sweet and kind of resistant and a mess, but yeah. The, but it's arc, like I an attractive mess. Like you yeah. get where she's coming from. Y- mm-hmm. You know where the story is going to go. So you're not too worried about things. But mm-hmm. I just like how she just kind of accepts like, I've got this guy who has no clue about the world. Mm-hmm. No clue about anything. She kind of takes him under her wing, but without like pampering him or I guess babying him. She's still pretty Mm -hmm. blunt about quite a bit when it comes to Adam. And I actually like that. I think her character is just, she's fun to watch. She's gorgeous. And it's cool to watch her grow from being very resistant and very like anti connection Mm -hmm. to kind of, she's so jaded. Yeah. She's so jaded in like the nineties. She's kind of a victim of that culture. And she, obviously hates it she hates how douchey the guys are and and how all these rules she's like that sucks but there's nothing i can really do about it and then she meets adam who's so wholesome and nice (laughs) and too good to be true basically Mm -hmm. that she doesn't believe it and then when she does start to actually trust him and believe it she's like yeah i'm the asshole for not believing him there's a certain shot where it's it's her and adam just kind of like standing together there's they're not doing anything real special but just the way that she's like accepted so much in like kind of Mm -hmm. a short amount of time but how she's so open to it suddenly and just her her whole demeanor is like oh that's i like (laughs) that i really like Mm -hmm. that's a that's beautiful and she's beautiful Mm -hmm. and so eve from blast from the past (laughs) it's finally on a list (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it deserves it for sure. I freaking love that movie. And yeah, she's definitely the kind of girl you want to bring home to your parents like he does. Yeah. And the way she's like, you know what? I'm from Pasadena. And she knows how much that will mean to his mom. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just so sweet. It's just so sweet. <laughs> yeah. And she's oh, way smarter than like she even lets herself kind of appear to be. And I love that the gay yeah. best friend is the one that's kind of like, she's actually doing this. She's actually like this. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He knows it better than she knows herself. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> well, my number six is, I don't know if you thought that I would have this on my list or not. I've brought the movie up before and that I like it. Uh, my number six is Allie. Not the Allie you're thinking of, though. Allie from The Karate Kid from 1984. With a Oh, Shirley. really? Okay. Oh, really? What are you talking about? <laughs> I right. don't know what. Tell me what you're thinking. Don't at me. Don't be mad you at me. You don't like folks. Karate Kid. 
I've never been a big Karate Kid person. I just, I don't understand. I know. I'm sorry. It's like you didn't grow up in the 90s and late 80s. Okay. There was the Karate Kid crowd, which was the majority. (laughs) And then there was the Three Ninjas crowd, which was me Mm. alone. (laughs) And I like Three Ninjas too. You can have both. But I always thought Three Ninjas was more entertaining. I don't. Well, don't at me. It, Three Ninjas is for children. Karate Kid is for you know children. more mature individuals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's for more mature people. <laughs> Daniel r- Daniel goes through. His mom needs to move for a job, and I'm not going to talk about all. You know the what? Whole movie of Allie Karate is Kid. on your list. Uh, tell Allie me about Allie. Is on my list. This is kind of so like a fresh take for me. So give me give me your take okay. on Allie. The reason Allie is so great. Is partly because of the reason why Daniel is so great, and the whole movie is so great. Okay, you're not Daniel supposed to moves, tell me on the movie. You're just supposed to tell Daniel me why moves you like to her. this. Daniel moves to the valley for because his mom has a new job, and so she uproots his life. He doesn't have any friends. He meets, starts meeting kids, uh, goes to a beach party. There's a really cute girl there. It's a teenage Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue is most of the reason that she's on my list because I almost had Elizabeth Shue in Adventures and Babysitting. I almost had Elizabeth Shue as Jennifer in Back to the Future Part Two. I almost had Elizabeth Shue in this as in the, in the Saint. Uh, I don't know. I like Elizabeth Shue, but in the Karate Kid, the way that they like kind of see each other across from the fireplace on the beach, and the guys are hanging out, and the girls are hanging out, and they just start kind of talking and talking about soccer and all this stuff. And then Johnny and the Cobra Kai come riding in on their dirt bikes. And uh, he used to date Allie. And so he feels a little possessive, but she broke up with him and uh, he's a dick. So they, he fights and Daniel kind of like tries to fight him and uh, doesn't do well. Cause he doesn't know karate, but she like feels really bad. Cause you know, Johnny tells her it's his, it's her fault that this is happening. Cause Daniel's hanging out with her and now he has to beat him up. And so just the Daniel is just on the floor. His stomach is busted. Is he's really bruised. But Allie is so sweet, and she comes in. She really wants to take care of him. Really wants to help him. But he's so embarrassed and all this stuff that he kind of sends her away. But they meet up back again at school, and she's still like just very sweet, very cute, very kind of flirty, kind of you know not really sure where it's going to go. When they end up going out on their date. Uh, I don't know, just their whole dynamic and everything The I root for Daniel and then kind of live vicariously through him. And so having him go through this kind of first romance, especially in a place mm-hmm. that he's not familiar with and, uh, and then all of the danger of the actual fights that can happen at any minute. I don't know. I love the karate kid and I love Elliot uh, played by Elizabeth Shue. And I think, that's a lot of it is just that she's very cute and very sweet, but she's also very supportive. She doesn't really fully understand why yeah. he wants to do this all Valley karate co- tournament, uh, but she still shows up. She supports him. Uh, her family's like rich, like well off. And his, his mom is driving him around in a broken down car that right. they had to like push to start. And it's very embarrassing for him, but she doesn't mind at all. She's very accepting of that, even though her parents are super snooty about it. So I don't know. She's very, great and sweet and uh i love her <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my love letter to ali i like that um and you should revisit it because it's better than you think it holds up 100 percent. i will revisit it i promise okay 
At some point, I will revisit it. Cool. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I believe you. I'm, I'm gonna You're get your word. I'm gonna get an email from you later. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna send you the Karate Kid I'm, in the mail so I'm you can have you it and already. love it forever. <laughs> yeah. All right. My number five is my first. Well. I mean, The Mask was a comic book movie, technically, but this was the, like, there's no technicality. This is straight comic book film. Um, okay. I've also kind of always had, like, a crush on this actress. I love mm -hmm. her. Um, mm -hmm. She's awesome. She's gorgeous. <laughs> she's always, like, I just love watching her on screen because she's talented. Mm -hmm. She's fun. She's crazy. Um, her character's crazy. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but... Um, I'm going to tell her you said she was crazy. Fine. Don't say <laughs> anything. You might ruin my chances. <laughs> um, but I remember liking this character in the cartoon show from the 90s and then seeing a live action version of her. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it happened to be an actress that, as a young boy, I was already mm -hmm. kind of infatuated with and to see that actress play this character, I was very much like, oh my God. And she doesn't <laughs> do a whole lot in the first movie, but she does quite a bit in the second movie and third. Um, but okay. the first and second movie are really the ones that are like, yes, for me, because um, it's okay. when she's her most intelligent, where she's her most grounded. And I just like watching her kind of trust herself more or at least push herself and she pushes the team mm -hmm. <laughs> all to like better <laughs> themselves um so my number five is gene gray from the x-men uh -huh. famka jansen gene yeah. gray because right i love famka jansen um good chance yes. but her gene gray is just she's i've always really admire even the character of Jean Grey from like the comics and the cartoon in the nineties. She's always her intelligence and she's just, she's so strong willed. She's always, you know, kind of on the brink of losing her shit, which could be very detrimental to the world, but yeah, she's very powerful, she's very powerful. But I just love how grounded she actually is especially when mm -hmm. she's like trusting Charles to be her mentor. And Charles is constantly kind of trying to like keep her reined in, but at the same time, let her grow on her own. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I've always and loved kind of encourage her, even though she's afraid to grow. Yeah. And, and I love how she like helps keep Scott or Cyclops grounded as well. She keeps Logan on his feet. <laughs> you know, she's, mm -hmm. she's just such a, an admirable character and yeah. I, I love her. I love Jean Grey. She's <laughs> Famke Jansen. Yeah. Nothing against Sophie Turner, but it's Famke Jansen. So yeah. Well, I think <laughs> Famke Jansen defined that character on film and Sophie Turner had to like, and just do what she did. Like, <laughs> right. I'm the younger version of Famke Jansen. <laughs> right. With not just Jean Grey. Worse writing. Worth looking at you, Dark yeah. Phoenix, because damn. 
<laughs> yeah, unfortunate <laughs> but, for sure. Yeah, I just I love that character as a whole, but that version of her is just like a living embodiment. Was like yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. As you were leading into it, it reminded me of I had a, the exact same scenario play out for me, but I didn't end up putting it on my list because I was thinking of a 90s cartoon character that I loved that uh, <laughs> and but and that is like encouraging to the team and very intelligent and all this stuff. But it was April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, so April's an honorable mention of mine because it was a toss-up. Yeah, but for me, it's only the 90s cartoon yes. because the 90s movies are not at all. <laughs> and then uh, the reboots with Megan Fox that kind of pushed her too far to like the sexy side. And then uh, and then weirdly for the new Mutant Mayhem, they're like, kind of going back the other direction. Yeah. But that for some reason that '90s cartoon in the yellow jumpsuit, I was like, "That is my Dude, jam." The yellow jumpsuit and the poofy red hair, like, yeah, yep, yep. But yeah, yeah. so same, same like lead up exactly, just a totally different. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so where, where where am I? Oh, number five. five. Okay, I'm very excited about this one. Um, I. Kept wanting to put it up a little further, but my top five are all very tightly packed, so I just couldn't get it any higher. Um, you know how that is. That happens I sometimes. Do. My top <laughs> like four are just oh. like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my number five uh, is a, it starts out as a super sexy kind of sex icon character, and then because it's written and directed by John Hughes, she actually yeah. becomes like a really deep and meaningful character. And so she's just the whole package. Uh, my number five is Lisa from weird science. Okay. And she's obviously designed to be right. like the perfect woman. She, they feed in all of these like photocopy, the perfect arms, perfect legs, perfect boobs, perfect eyes. Like they're putting the encyclopedia in with like just the eye color and all this stuff. They're trying to define a perfect woman. And then uh, Kelly LeBrock pops out and she kind of is. And, but she's like the, the way, the reason it's the best is because she is self-aware of like, you created me and now we need, what are we going to do now? Kind of stuff. And these guys, these two guys, these two kids who created her on their computer, uh, don't know what to do. They're two dorks who dorks. don't know don't know how to talk to women, don't know how to treat women or anything. Obviously, they when they tried to define a perfect woman, they just like made it completely physical. And then they're like, "Should we give her a brain?" Yeah, I get whatever. We'll give her a brain. And then they're like, "Yeah, maybe we can play chess with her." Like they're dorks who really don't know anything about girls. <laughs> and, but over the course of the movie. Uh, she teaches them like she starts putting them into situations so that they can actually grow up mm -hmm. and look, become men and not just be these little boys anymore. And it's kind of maternal in a way, like she's able to understand them and understand their struggles and, and, uh, and help them in the way that their moms never could. And so by the end of the movie, they, really care for her. They see her as a, like a person entirely. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they kind of, I think it's a great growing opportunity for them to just drop the 
superficial uh, side of things, even though she's incredible. She's gorgeous. I can't believe Kelly LeBrock wasn't in a bigger movie star. Oh, like, yeah. She's in like a, a couple of movies and that's about it. So it's really, really crazy. Um, but yeah, Weird Science uh, is a fun movie in general. But her specifically and her character completely makes it, yeah. makes it what it is and makes it a great story. Uh, so, yeah, that's mine. Lisa, I she's like just, uh, obviously, she's a pubescent boy's most perfect teenage <laughs> fantasy, but it's for a good reason. It, it is. Uh, well, my number four, it's so funny. There are times, Jake, where we have such similarities to the point of like exact <laughs> thoughts but we might yeah. skew it just just ever so slightly yes. because yeah. elizabeth shoe in general is <laughs> yeah. also just like i don't know which one to pick um yeah but then it didn't take me long to know which one to pick because i knew because <laughs> I I love her in this movie. In fact, you even when you were doing your little list of which Elizabeth <laughs> shoe do I put in, you listed mine. Yeah. Okay, and it made me Not giggle. Surprised. So my number four is Doctor Emma Russell from The mm. Saint because nice. I mean she's gorgeous. It's Elizabeth Shue. I love Elizabeth yeah. Shue. But her character is Dr. Emma Russell. I love her purity and her innocence towards like the chaos, I guess, or the corruption around her. But her integrity and her her innocence or anything is only there because she's so focused on her craft, which happens to be this fusion creation that yeah. she's been working on. She's incredibly intelligent. And she's yeah. like so focused on the science that she doesn't think about. Right. She's like, I understand stuff. what the the bigger picture is. So forget all this other crap. That's what's mm -hmm. important. I just I love her character in whole because she's actually she might be fairly innocent to a lot of stuff, but she's still very strong willed. And she has an understanding of what needs to happen when like a dire situation comes up. She knows what to do. She knows how to act and she knows kind of what's at stake. So she's not her innocence or her purity has nothing to do with like intelligence. In fact, all of that, I think heightens her intelligence levels. I just, I've yeah. always thought she was such a great character and she's super fun alongside Val Kilmer in this movie. She just is. Mm -hmm. Uh, but she's one I remember watching the Saint in the theater and just being like, I think I love this actress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I think it's funny that we both had Elizabeth <laughs> Shue and we both had Alicia Silverstone and we both yeah. had very similar thoughts on like how we processed <laughs> or figured out which one we were going to have. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Dr. Emma Russell. She's just, she's incredible. I love her character. I love that movie. The Saint is badass. People, if you haven't watched The Saint, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so fun, especially Val Kilmer's character, is he's like 
changing his disguise oh, yeah. as this spy and then, like her reaction to that is always so fun where she's doesn't know it's him and then finds out it's him and i don't know just the way elizabeth shoe plays that is very cute yeah i i love her in that and i love that movie and i was like yeah. that one has always stuck with me so i knew she was gonna be pretty mm-hmm. high on that list yeah absolutely you have good taste i like I that try. um <laughs> Okay, my number four, this is going to be very dorky yes. and may show my childhood as a homeschool kid. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure this is a Canadian TV movie, so not everybody You have another loophole on your list. <laughs> it's not a loophole. It's a movie. It's a character. I've watched this movie a hundred times It's a made-for-TV movie that almost constitutes I, a ship. It's also Canadian, which isn't a real movie or a real country, but <laughs> the Canada. <laughs> it's based on a book and the book is very real. Uh, this isn't book boners, but you know, you get the idea. So my number four <laughs> is Anne Shirley from Anne of Green Gables. Have you ever seen this movie? Uh, ever even heard of this movie? Yes, Jake. My mother. <laughs> used to be obsessed with this uh i know exactly what series you're talking about i've watched (laughs) said series in fact for christmas one year because it also happens to be my mom's favorite book i bought her (laughs) the book uh so that she could watch the show and read the book i know this show you are a dork (laughs) i can't believe i'm also in i think okay answer me this (laughs) Okay. You went with Anne of Green Gables. Yes. Because it was technically a movie because it was a yeah. made for TV film. Uh, I had it on video cassette, so I, I didn't know it was for on TV. Okay, okay. When well, I was a kid. Okay. It was a two cassette video cassette. Had here's my question. Uh-huh. Had Little House on the Prairie Laura Ingalls, (laughs) had that been a film, would you Uh would have had Laura Ingalls over Anna Green Gables? I honestly only watched uh, Laura Ingalls or Little House on the Prairie a handful of times. Oh, okay. We we read the books a ton because that's what homeschool kids do. Hey, we read the whole series in school too, dude. (laughs) Okay, good. I didn't miss out on anything. Or you didn't miss out on anything. Somebody didn't miss out. Yeah, my mom introduced me to Anna Green Gables as well. And I don't know. I I really love the character, and I especially love how Megan Follows plays her, where she's very precocious. Okay. And uh, and she just has this romantic view of the world where she's never really done anything, never really been anywhere, reads a ton, and so she wants to she just finds this like romance in the littlest things like, and it's kind of, I don't know, kind of dramatic where she's, Oh, wouldn't it be romantic to just die in this really horrible way? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of dark, but also kind of really endearing. And she, because she's so well-read, she like just talks in this kind of very, unnatural like normal people don't talk this way you only talk this way in like 18th century books kind of thing um but she just goes on these 
monologues that everybody's like, what is this girl doing? She's so weird. And I don't know, her being so weird is kind of attractive. I, don't, I have a like a thing for precocious, difficult women for some reason. Uh, if anybody knows my wife, I think that she fits that bill as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love all three of the Anne of Green Gables movies, Anne of Avonlea and uh, the third one. I also really like, I had a crush on uh, her friend, Diana Barry. She's also very cute, but again, doesn't have the like, I don't know, personality mm -hmm. quirks that just make her a full fleshed out okay. character. She's too... Uh, too normal and nice so yeah it's a weird one for me but and surely had to be on the list all right i'm not judging i <laughs> see my mom loved anna green gables but my mom also loved little house on the prairie and yeah. i read the whole little house series as a little i think i read it in like second grade we read the books mm -hmm. in class in second grade and then i remember reading them not in class and watching the show and mm -hmm. Laura Ingalls was always more my, my taste. I, I didn't bother with Anna Green Gables a whole lot. So yeah. I don't even remember what Laura Ingalls on the show looks like. The only part of the show I can remember is, uh, uh, Michael Landon and how dreamy he is as well, the dad. And then how all the bad shit came out that he was like a horrible human being. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, it sucks to be him then. Yep. <laughs> all right. Run. Good pick, Jake. I'm sorry. I don't, Thanks. I, I don't have a lot on That's Anna fine. Green Gables. But you should really watch it. It's really, it's, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to make you watch it. <laughs> what was the one? Oh, I, I already promised you I was revisiting Karate Kid. Yes. Um, I won't let you forget that. I know. You almost did. Um, <laughs> where are we? <laughs> three. Oh, three. All right. My number three, I feel like most people would probably at least our generation our age group right most guys would be like mm -hmm. there she is um she is probably the most recent one in terms mm -hmm. of when the this movie came out when this character was introduced to all of us and i'm pretty positive everyone especially our age <laughs> saw her in this and instantly were like yep that's amazing. Um, uh, so my number three combined a bunch of stuff for me. My love for like monsters and horror, but then my love for action and badassery. And then they put it all into one character named Celine in the movie Underworld. And how could I not uh, have a top 10 and leave out Kate Beckinsale as Celine? Yeah. She is like the ultimate badass to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Kate Beckinsale. She is incredible. She just keeps getting prettier as time goes on. But especially in that first one to me, I just think she is so fun to watch because she's so, I love her defiance and the rebellious mm. nature, but it's not like, it's not in a negative or 
like shitty kind of way. She's rebellious because she knows what's right and she knows what she needs mm-hmm. to do and fuck everyone that's going to stand in her way. I like that. <laughs> and uh yeah, headstrong, I guess. Very I'm headstrong. Sorry. She's very determined and I just love that like when she has an understanding that the system is corrupted or what she has known is not actually correct like her whole mm-hmm. life i like that she's able to just kind of make her peace with it like it, it it's not fun for her to learn that she doesn't do it perfectly dealing with like oh shit everything i thought was true was a lie mm-hmm. but i like that she doesn't become a victim yeah. i like that they wrote her to not be victimized or to be a damsel in distress she doesn't i mean she literally gets the crap kicked out of her but she's still she comes back almost stronger and angrier which is kind of cool and i think it's super endearing um Mm -hmm. so not only is she like just hot but i actually think (laughs) she's a good character for yeah women in general um yeah she's a badass hero she is and I just I love the underworld movies. I mean, they're not like the best writing ever. They're kind of cheesy and not great, but I love them yeah. because of her. Mm-hmm. And I love watching her character progress and just constantly be like, shit got fucked up again, so I'm gonna have to go and <laughs> clean it up. I just I love yeah. Spleen and Underworld. And the older I got or get, the more I just like, yeah, she is this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would say she's definitely the reason you watch the movies, not just cause she's super pretty, right, right. but just she's the, the main attraction is just interesting and holds your engagement and you care about what happens to her. Like I've been following her. I want to see what happens and, in the next one. And I do genuinely like how they wrote her to be yeah. the way she is. She is hyper intelligent. She's very strong. I like her, her uh her drive i mm-hmm. i think that's so cool to watch her and i just i love celine <laughs> yeah no that's a great one i completely agree i had it slipped my mind the underworld movies but she's way up there that's a great one uh so my number three is my second batman character <laughs> It may not be the one that you're expecting, though. I think it's probably a little bit more underrated. Maybe that's just me being defensive of it. Um, But my number three is Vicky Vale from Batman, (laughs) the original Batman. Kim Basinger, man. Yeah, Kim (laughs) Basinger. And I realize most of my movies were from the 80s, and they have a theme, which is the hair. They all I have was this like literally about to be like, so you have a thing for the 80s style hair. All right. That hair should come back. I feel like, I don't so know why bad it doesn't. Christy. Have you told Christy that yet? <laughs> no. I can only imagine her looking her at you and be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if it would pull, happen in real life. I don't remember it in real life, but on film, that hair is great on everybody that it's on and uh that's why i think it should come back because it it's just there's something special about that 80s hair and 
Kim Basinger has a different high hairstyle in every scene that she's in. She's got like a really long flowing hair. She's got like a little braid at one point. Um, the best hair is when Batman drives her through in, in the Batmobile to back to the Batcave. And she's got like kind of wet, kind of wavy hair uh, all off to one side. I don't know. It's just great. She's really, really great. It may be my first crush ever as far as like what I can remember. The 1989 Batman uh, Vicky Vale in that and like the dress and just everything. And I've always really enjoyed uh, the dynamic. It's like it's the Superman and Lois Lane dynamic of, oh, I don't want you to know that I'm the hero, but you're going to fall in love with me. And then you're going to see me out of the suit and you're not going to be in love with me, even though we are. Um, I really enjoy that. And I really enjoy how Kim Basinger and Michael Keaton play that yeah. where she's trying to trying she's trying to catch a glimpse of his chin feels like she knows who it is uh he's trying to tell her because he wants to admit hey i really like you but i need you to know my secret um and it, i don't know they're really cute the way they play that and she's a really i think that they added more depth to vicky vale than you had normally seen because she's a photographer in the movie but she's not like people assume that she's like a fashion photographer right. or Vogue or something, but she's actually goes to like really dangerous places. And <laughs> Her portfolio is like, a is like war yeah. and death and genocide. <laughs> she's like a serious, very serious journalist, which makes it perfect to be in Gotham yeah. city where there's war and death and genocide happening basically. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's especially, I think for hitting me so early on one of the first characters that was, not animated, not a girl my age, was a full-fledged woman. It was just like, mm -hmm. whoa, this is what what a, what a woman could be. <laughs> uh, Vicky Vale is that for me. <laughs> nice. I have zero judgment, and I have... I, I love that pick. I debated having Vicky Vale on my mm -hmm. list as well. Ironically, mm -hmm. I didn't, because unlike you, Jake... I just can't get into the eighties poofy hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will give you credit own, where her hair's okay. wet in the Batmobile. I will side with you yeah. on that one or the way that mm. she styles her hair in a couple scenes, but the, the eighties her, her hair is more mostly flat. It's uh, uh, I would say it's not as puffy as like Lisa and weird science where it's like true, out there, true. you know, um, which is also hot, by the way. But I just that hair not for <laughs> me. I don't know. But that's okay. I like I said earlier, I also was kind of like I don't feel this list needs to be overloaded with comic book characters. Sure. Um and that's you know, true. I had Jean Grey on it because Jean Grey honestly was like that first comic book character brought to live action for me that was like whoa <laughs> there she mm -hmm. is um even yeah. if they changed her suit and and hairstyle but <laughs> in my opinion it worked um yeah i will say i know that it is not very in vogue these days to have like a damsel in distress type <laughs> character which uh i'm all for your selena's from underworld badass handle business characters those are awesome um but I think that, and Vicky Vale is kind of a more of a damsel in distress. She just like gets kidnapped by the Joker and all the stuff. She doesn't really, the I, lo, I think that there is still value in 
that character archetype because the whole point of the villain is that he is an insurmountable force that nobody can really stop. Yeah. And so you need a hero to rise up to do that. And the thing that separates the hero from the villain is that the hero has an ability to love uh, and care for the people that he's saving, particularly the damsel or the princess or whoever. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole mythical archetype. And so I think that story structure, I like it. I think that there's still value in it. And so don't at me that I have a damsel in distress on my list. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I I don't really have like an issue with the damsel in distress mentality. I think I think it kind of became like a joke more yeah. than what it was actually portrayed as. In fact, honestly, I think Disney probably portrayed more damsel in distress <laughs> archetypes in kind of yeah. a like, well, she's a damsel in distress because she's just not able to get herself out of this or like she's not able to. Mm. I think Disney cartoons, early Disney cartoons probably put more of a negative light on that, on that archetype than like yeah. live action movies or action genre movies where the, the woman has to be saved. Sure. They had their fair share, but when you watch mm -hmm. movies like lethal weapon three, where it's Renee Russo who is in distress yeah. a handful of times in that movie. And then she kicks the ever living shit out of a guy who's like <laughs> trying to, you know, hurt her. Um, uh -huh. I think, I think women in action films more so than not and women in comedies more so than yeah. not are actually you can be a damsel in distress but you it's not like they're victimized for it it's usually they just right. happen to be in a you're not helpless shitty. yeah they're not helpless i think yeah. that stereotype or whatever kind of got blown out of proportion because i've gone back and sure it exists but i've gone back and watched old movie i love watching older films mm -hmm. and there's been plenty of times where i've like watched a movie where I originally thought it was a damsel in distress situation that I'm watching it and I'm like, um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Let's all right. A little different yeah. perspective these days. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah. I feel like that lethal weapon three reference was not, entirely off the cuff no it really but was actually that was you just thought of lethal weapon it really did yeah no joke dude <laughs> i was like maybe renee russo was an honorable mention or something not for that movie okay um well but no that that I'm really was off the cuff. Your... i thought of that just because like i mean lethal weapon is one of the biggest action franchises of all times and it just popped in my head because yeah she becomes kind of a big part of the franchise even if she's mm -hmm. only in two of the movies out of four. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like it. Number two for me. Man, yeah. I I have juggled my number one and my number two so many fucking <laughs> times. And I had yeah, my number two used to be my number one. But I had to drop it down to number two, mainly because I was like, I uh, like I love this character and 
it's one of the earliest uh, characters or movies of this actresses that I remember just being like, you and I have actually talked about this on the show um, before mm-hmm. and off the show, but her character in this movie was the first time that I think even at a young age, when I saw it with my mom, just thinking like the tenderness and the, uh, the honesty of this character and this actress is just so endearing to me. And just because of that, I had her at number one, but the more I thought about the more I was like, I feel I'm only putting her at number one just because the actress is like possibly my biggest crush that has lasted forever. But in reality, I think this character will be a little lower, even though I love her. Okay. Um, but Jake, yeah, you really think I would have a top 10 movie crush and <laughs> not have Sandra Bullock show up on my list. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Had to come <laughs> I was like, Jake's probably only, he knows she's going to appear and he's probably just like, mm-hmm. well, which one Jake, if you listen to our Sandra Bullock episode, you'll hear Dustin say, I love Sandra I, Bullock about a hundred times. I love Sandra Bullock so much. I love <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Um, this character is also one that you love as well, Jake. I'm not saying mm-hmm. she's on her, on your list, but I know you love her yeah. and you love this movie because it's, it's just such a sweet, tender film. And her character is mm-hmm. so perfect. But Lucy from while you mm-hmm. were sleeping is like one of the most endearing, tender, honest, which is funny uh, if you've mm. seen the movie, but she's just so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's written perfectly and she's played perfectly. She's just, it doesn't get any better than her, her. like her wit. Cause she has great wit and she's just, mm-hmm. she's funny. She's, I mean, sure her life is kind of in a rut and she kind of like oh here we go like she's in love with a guy Mm -hmm. that she's never met and then she falls in love with a guy that she actually does meet i Mm -hmm. i i love lucy (laughs) the show was great too but the character lucy in this movie is just she's so wonderful like i just i feel good Mm -hmm. when i watch her and it's great because sure she's not like getting in fights or like kicking werewolves asses, mm-hmm. right. Or other vampires asses. She's not doing that, <laughs> but she jumps on the train tracks. to She save does a guy. jump on the train tracks to save a dude. It's so heroic, super heroic. But I, I think what I love so much is, and Sandra Bullock is brilliant at doing this where her characters are able to be so real that they mm-hmm. don't feel like a movie character and Lucy is possibly one of the most genuine characters I think I've ever watched. And I think that's why she's so high on my list because one it's Sandra Bullock. I love Sandra Bullock. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I love Sandy, (laughs) but Lucy, this character really was like that early kind of uh, introduction for me to Sandra Bullock, where it was like, Oh, this mm-hmm. is this is wonderful. Like I feel good watching this. This must be how you're supposed to feel. Um, yeah, of course. Like in our Sandra Bullock episode, I I gush over her with all of her roles. Um, yeah, but yeah. So Lucy is my number two because it's just she's the most. She's just so 
incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love her a lot. I love how, I guess, opinionated she is and she has these plans for her life um, and and that she gets into this really weird and awkward situation, but she cares for these people that she's never met yeah. and she doesn't want to like break their hearts or let them down or let them think any something less of their son, even though she's never met any of them and she could walk away at any time and never right. see them ever again. Um, but she still wants to, I guess, be nice and do the right thing. And she's getting stuff out of it too, because she misses a family, but it, it's very, very, very sweet. I love that movie so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like Jake will giggle when he's like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you did not disappoint me at all. I love that. No. <laughs> okay. My number two is uh, my last animated film. It is my favorite Disney princess of all time. And I think the most, just the most all around well-rounded Disney princess of all time, which when you have a perfect character like this, you shouldn't remake it because it will never be as good. And uh, they tried and failed. My number two <laughs> is Belle from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> There's something about Belle that's just, she's so, I think from the opening of the movie where everybody's like singing mm -hmm. about her and like, kind of talking behind her back. And like, oh, oh, they're talking so mad she's... shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's so weird, but all she's doing is read books and, uh, and dreaming about, I guess, a bigger world. And, uh, but they're also at the same time, people are talking mad shit about her, but at the same time, she's also super desirable. And like, people are like, Oh, I wish I could be like her. I wish I could date her. I like Gaston, the most handsome man in the world. Uh, really wants to get into her trousers, even though he has all of these other women throwing mm -hmm. themselves at him and all this stuff. Um, and so she is obviously kind of on a pedestal as somebody who's just, I don't know, she's chosen a path for herself that is different than other people, which yeah. would be like, oh, I'll just get married or whatever, or try to find a husband. That's what all of the other girls seem to be interested in. But she's really interested in just learning, reading, uh, and caring for her dad and all this stuff. So she's very sweet. I think the best part is when her dad gets kidnapped by the beast and she offers herself into to be imprisoned instead of her dad just yeah. to save his life because he's old, he's frail, and all this stuff. Um, as as a dad, that's the last thing you want. You're like, no, <laughs> right. just just stay home. Uh, I'm old; it doesn't matter. Uh, but her love for him is very, very, uh, I think, very special. And then also her initial repulsion from the beast, but then ultimately finding a person in there and mm -hmm. caring for him, even though he's very rough around the edges. Uh, her ability to, I guess see to the heart of who he actually is in spite of his uh i guess see who he wants to be as mm -hmm. opposed to who he's actually become uh, i think that's really a special quality so all around she's not the most i guess dressed sexy character <laughs> i think when when you think about the movies i was like oh wow that character is super hot you think of like ariel from little mermaid or jasmine from aladdin um but 
Adele, even though she's got the most full dress on ever, she's just she's got, like, very the biggest gorgeous. Damn dress of all time. <laughs> but she's gorgeous the entire time, and just I don't know, just great and brave and mm-hmm. fighting off wolves with sticks and uh, and it takes a lot of courage to lock yourself in a strange castle with some, with a monster you've never met before. Ladies, we're not that's saying go lock yourself up. Okay. That's, that's no. not, don't, don't do that. That's a bad, <laughs> it's something you should avoid at all costs, but, uh, to have the courage to do that, to save your father, that's also kind of a good thing. Yeah. So I think bell is the best. I will always, uh, love her and love her character. I, uh, I love your pick and <laughs> I had wondered mm-hmm. if Belle would show up. Okay. I genuinely, I, I had wondered and I was like, to me, I was like, he might not pick Belle just because <laughs> he might be like, I thought it might be too obvious or too, you know, yeah, whatever. Or you would have been like, I know I've mentioned her a few times, which is why I didn't even think that other Allie. I was like, she might not even show up because he's mentioned that movie so many yeah. times, and we're post me rewatching it, so we're we're on new ground. Yeah, I guess now that you've rewatched the Notebook and said that you liked it, we can stop uh, talking. Did about I it. did I say I liked it, Jake? You said that you liked it enough. I feel to like... me that means. Oh, absolute win and he likes to know. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll let you have this little this little moment. Anyways, I had wondered because I know I know that it's your favorite animated. Uh and plus Belle to me has always been I'm with you. I think she's I think honestly her and like Cinderella are the two that stand apart. They mm-hmm. are they're kind of the ones that are put through like a pretty rigorous uh intense yeah. life um and they go against the grain they're not they don't really mm-hmm. care for the norm around them they know who they are mm-hmm. they know their path and they're gonna do that uh, mm-hmm. i like your pick and yeah bella's <laughs> bella's beautiful she really is mm-hmm. Whether she's like helping her dad with his little weird machine contraption thing, or you know, mm-hmm. the dress. I mean, the dress mm-hmm. is just—it's iconic, classic. <laughs> <It's>, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's something to be said for falling in love with this beast, having no idea that it's possible for him to change. Right. Like it's one thing to be like, oh, he could turn into a super handsome dude at some point without all the hair, but she just falls in love with him even though well, and I think it's an, hideous. I think it's cool because like she knows you know, she learns the curse of the whole the last petal falling. He has to learn love or learn to love and he also has to receive love. And I think mm-hmm. it it speaks a lot for the way they wrote Belle where she understands like the importance of everyone needs to experience this and everyone can be open to it. And I think that's cool. Like you said, she doesn't know he's going to turn human, Mm -hmm. but she's making damn sure that like, he's going to know what love Mm -hmm. 
in all forms really is. Cause to me, it's not just like, Oh, they fall in love. It's like, he understands suddenly there is love is like, it's yeah. huge. Not to sound all like hippie ish, but I mean, love <laughs> he, the beast really does learn. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he suddenly has a realization of the love that his, his servants in the house have been showing him the protection they've given yeah. him. Like he just, it's a whole thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Belle is endearing, and her impact on everyone in that movie is pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. All right, my number one. This is a okay. childhood one, and when I rewatched it recently, I was just like, I knew she was going to be on the list. I just wasn't sure where. Mm-hmm. Rewatching it recently, I was like, Oh yeah. I love you. You are amazing. I think you are a badass. You are, (laughs) you are just, yes. And it's so funny to Mm. me that she's in this movie because the movie is all about just being stupid as stupid can be, but her character is the smartest and the most real and upfront and just, Mm -hmm doesn't put up with bullshit and i think it's awesome um my number one is veronica vaughn from billy madison <laughs> veronica vaughn <laughs> i love this character and you know it was crazy in my mind from like younger days i for some stupid reason thought that they like tried to overly sexualized veronica vaughn yeah because it's an early it's like 1996 it's billy madison it's this is 90s adam Mm -hmm. sandler this is like as stupid as stupid can get yeah she is not overtly sexualized on the screen like he makes comments the bus driver makes comments No, yelling on that. <laughs> but but Miss Vaughn as like a she's whole, dressed like a teacher. She is a time. teacher through yeah. and through. <laughs> and she's crazy intelligent. I mean, she's a teacher, and I love yeah. just her interaction with the students. And I love that she calls Billy on his shit from the very first time they ever meet yeah. to after they are dating. And you know what scene it was rewatching it this time around just to be like, I know where she's going to like, she's on the list. I just don't know where. And I'm watching the movie. Can you guess what scene? I was like, yep, she's the one <laughs> where she grabs him by the ear and starts pulling him. No, you're close. Oh. Okay. When she beats the shit out of him in the pool and she like oh, yeah. straightens him out completely mm-hmm. and just like, here's your bullshit fucking move on from it we're gonna yeah like we will correct this yeah you could tell that she's dealt with like class clowns before and she's just used to a goof off character billy madison's the biggest goof off and and yeah she i i just love how she tells him like I see something better and bigger in you. You need to start seeing it for yourself. I love that the way she calls him out on it. And I, I think it's fun how they do it where she does beat Mm -hmm. the shit out of him in a swimming pool. 
and uh, and then it turns into a music and song number, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Um, but I just from early age, you know, when I first saw Billy Madison up till now, I was just like Veronica Vaughn to me is just she is the whole package. She's super smart. She's mm-hmm. strong willed. She's got it all. And she's gorgeous. Um, yeah. She's just, she's like, yep, this is, this is the, <laughs> this is woman to me. And she's a teacher. Yeah. I, I like the teacher look. <laughs> yeah. And she's like <laughs> caring and protective of her students and stuff. And yeah, I think everybody likes the teacher look. Yeah. And it, especially like 90s teachers, there's just something. Yeah. At least like nineties Veronica Vaughn style, because then you also have yeah. Miss Lippy who's <laughs> no. like Yeah. Not there. She's <laughs> funny. Not no. for me. No. You prefer the so hot <laughs> to touch the hiney teachers. Woo! <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I just that's she's great. She's my number one. I was like, yeah. Love Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. That's a solid number one. Uh, okay. My number one, like you said, they had to move around a lot. It was very hard to decide, but I think because this movie was so formative in my childhood and also because the character is so interesting and a little crazy, a little funny, super sexy, super uh, adventurous. She's kind of the total package, so I put her at number one. Um, my number one is Marion Ravenwood from Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. The second Marion on my list, I will say, went from <laughs> 10 to 1 between Maid Marion and Marion Ravenwood. It's the Harrigan, isn't it? Well, the hair doesn't hurt, I will say. Uh, her hair is like less, I don't know, less 80s frizzy. It's more like, I don't know, the way Karen Allen plays her. And she's just so cute with her like face and freckles and everything. Mm-hmm. And she has like, uh, when you're introduced to her, she's in like, I don't, don't even know where she's at. She's in a bar having a drinking till you pass out competition, pretending to be close to passing out and winning a bunch of money because she can drink anybody under the table. So, you know, you know that she's like, you know, been around the block, I guess, been taking care of herself for a long time. Uh, And then her, when Indiana Jones meets her, they're just like bickering, I guess is, is really fun. And then when she tells him that she's going to come with him on this adventure as her, his partner, because she has the uh, medallion or whatever, their whole journey through the movie and kind of rekindling of her previous romance, which is kind of an inappropriate romance. I never picked up on it as a kid, but they talk about it in the movie and you kind of realize later on that she was pretty young when they first, uh, when she kind of fell in love with yeah. him and then, uh, and I guess he was friends with her dad, more of like a son to her dad, but obviously older than her at the time. <laughs> right. Um, but I think that their dynamic still works so well. And uh, and I love how she just 
is not afraid to pick up a pan or a sword or whatever <laughs> and fight off these guys trying to kidnap her. And, and she's just up for the adventure, which I think is a huge bonus for her to be like, okay, let's go. Yeah. We're all, we're just, we're just going to go. I'm going to come with you and, uh, and I contribute to the, the adventure and not just be like being drug along or something. She's just there doing it with them. I think that's really cool. Uh, and she's, she's so interesting and entertaining and like her, just her whole demeanor of just encouraging him and, and, uh, and their, I guess, romance is very romantic and, and it's fun to watch cute as well. It's very fun. It's fun to watch. Uh, so, yeah. And then, yeah, she like flirts with the Belloc and the Nazis and stuff <laughs> to just kind of get out of stuff. She's, she's just kind of, feisty and scrappy well you can tell that she's like well you said it she she mm. knows how to take care of herself because she's had to and she's yeah. able to navigate her own way being with mm. indy is you know the the silly situations that she gets herself in a couple times like being carted away in a basket um <laughs> Those are just like happenstance, but her as a whole, she's very much like, well, if I'm screwed, I might as well get what I can out of this and, and I'll, I'll do mm -hmm. what I can to get out of it. Marion is a fun choice, Jake. She is a good choice. <laughs> I, I think that's a great one. Minus the hair. Granted her <laughs> hair in that one is not as intensely eighties. Yeah, poofy. Um, yeah. It's a little controlled, but I I love her opening scene in the bar. I love her mm -hmm. playing the game and her whole attitude change when Indy shows up and how she's instantly mm -hmm. able to like fight and kind of do what she needs to do when the Nazis show up. Uh, mm -hmm. Good pick, Jake. Good pick. Yeah, she's got a great smile too. Big mouth. She does have a good smile. She's great. Would you judge me if I said, and this is funny because I just judged the 80s hairstyle <laughs> a few times, uh -huh. but would you judge me if I said I'm oddly more attracted to her in Scrooged than I am in Indiana Jones? Uh, no, I would not judge you at all. I think that that's the same level, same look, basically. Um, but maybe the character is more, yeah, more uh, attractive to you. I could see that because she's definitely attractive to me in Scrooged. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's fine. And she wears a hat to cover the hair up, and it's in like a ponytail <laughs> a handful of times, so it's not as. <laughs> it's dude, winter. Dude, I'm telling you, the '80s hair was just like, wow, guys. <laughs> then it's again, special in like 20 years when when people look back on all the photos of all the guys doing like the super fancy fades and like the, yeah. whatever the fuck it's called, where they put the lines in their head and shit. And they're like, what the mm -hmm. hell happened? It's the same. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's uh yeah. Cyclical fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Garbage. <laughs> all right. Well, so those, those are, are our top 10 crushes. Um, embarrassing or not. I'm going to stand by them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any honorable mentions? Besides the ones that you, yet? you stole 
um, or that we shared ish. I do have one. I wanted her to be on the list and obviously there's a ton. Um, I think it's funny. Mm -hmm. Neither of us had Jessica rabbit. I was almost having Jessica rabbit. It definitely was a contender, but then all I could think about was the scene where she like goes crazy and looks all weird. And I couldn't get that picture out of my mind. So then I was like, no, I can't do yeah, that. That's yeah. too weird. I'm with you on that one. Um, plus, I was just disgusting. I've just never thought she was the prettiest cartoon. Um, yeah. I think it's funny. Neither of us had Lola Bunny, but we both mentioned her as like, I mean, it's Lola Bunny. Watch the original Space yeah. Jam. It's the only one you should ever watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to what I was saying earlier, uh, I wanted her on my list so bad, but I felt weird for some reason because she was so young. I was the same age, though. This actress and I were the same age. Well, the three of us are the same age. I've been watching her since <laughs> she first started making movies. Um, so I didn't put her on because I was just like, I don't know. This is it, it felt weird to me. But if I think back when I was a little kid at this age, and I watched the Parent Trap remake, Lindsay yeah. Lohan as uh, as the twins in that movie is like, I just, that's always been like, I really wish Lindsay had never gotten into <laughs> fucking cocaine and the shit yeah. she did. Because yeah. Mean Girls, Lindsay Lohan is like peak Lindsay Lohan. Right. Well, you can even go with like Freaky Friday. You could even yeah. venture into Herbie Her- Fully Loaded. Yeah. Same era. But then the drugs kicked in and drugs are bad. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but when I was a little kid, I remember watching that remake of Parent Trap and just being completely like, holy crap. You know, I was. Yeah. What year did that come out? Like 95? Sounds right. Eight. Yeah, 98. 98. 98. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I was nine. (laughs) Being a nine-year-old boy and watching her, knowing that she was the exact same age that I was, I was just like, yeah. So I would say the nine-year-old me could have been like, she's number one, but me, me is like, no, because you're a 35-year-old, and that'd be weird to have that on my list. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I did not have any children. I guess um, Anne Shirley is kind of a child, but she grows up. Th- and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I worked around yeah. that. But, um, okay. Is that all? I think so. I'm sure I had more, okay. but... Yeah. Uh, sure well, we talked about Anyways. Tina Carlisle. I was also going to say Captain Carmen Ibanez, Denise Richards from Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. That has to be there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Charlie see, Kelly see. McGillis from uh, Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I she's think of great. In Top Fuck. Gun. That's a good one. <laughs> well, I think Not, my list still stands. Yeah, she was close. She's a good one. Yeah. 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 Um, I would say like, it's also early two thousands, but I mean, Sarah Michelle Geller as Daphne and Scooby-Doo 
It's like mm-hmm. she's uh she's pretty awesome. I thought I had a few, but I I think I said all of them because you kept putting mine on your fucking list. <laughs> um, That's all right. Yeah, was I yeah, right I, about I also... why you didn't put Allie on your list? Yeah. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Okay, I was right about one thing. I was totally <laughs> wrong about Lola Bunny. Um, you threw me a curveball and put Maid Marion. I was pretty positive you were going to have Lola, and you didn't. Mm-hmm. And I am. I commend you for throwing me a curveball, but I'm mad at you for making me look like a fool. <laughs> That's okay. You can't win them all. It's true. Uh, okay. So next episode, we are keeping the appreciation of the female character alive. But it, but it's not with... going to be quite so endearing. No. Not our crushes, but our top ten favorite femme fatales <laughs> or female villains our next episode. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that should be very fun. We did a top ten villains episode, and I don't remember who was on my list. I don't even remember if there were any women on. I my had list. one, and okay, you've already looked. Oh yeah, actually, I didn't even have to look because I just knew. I just knew. Okay, when we decided to do femme fatale, I was like, "Oh, she's an obvious one," and was like, "I can't have repeats. I've done that with Happy Gilmore way too often." um but yeah i i did have one female villain on mine so i'm making sure not to put her again um oh man i'm a sexist asshole i only had male villains on my villain list you are horrible horrible i did have an honorable honorable mention i guess of a lady but i will redeem myself on my femme fatalis because i'm very excited i have at least five solid ones picked out uh, and the rest. Oh yeah. I've already like my list has already been getting filled in. I only have a few more Mm -hmm. to actually top it off, but uh, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be fun. We got some good stuff coming up. Got some good stuff. We've been talking about the next couple of months of things and there's a lot of really good (laughs) Uh, things coming up. Jake says couple of months, but I woke up the other morning (laughs) to a goddamn novel of new schedule. (laughs) I guess we planned out through July. So (laughs) a little bit more than a couple of months. You, you went into October, you, you skipped a few and then you jumped into October and I was like, I'm at work. I had a little bit of downtime, went to start reading what you had sent me. And then I got busy at work and work just got crazy. And was like, I don't have time to like, read his. I'm not going to worry about October right now. <laughs> it is March. But it, it did so, yeah. crack me up waking up and just seeing like <laughs> broken up novelization of what's to come. It's like, all right. I, yes, I like that idea. We should do it this way. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that you liked it overall. So yeah, stay tuned. Lots of really fun things coming up. Yeah. Um, and a really good variety, I think, of it's an interesting different things mix of stuff that's coming up. That is for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then also get merch on the merch store if you haven't done that, mm-hmm. because we are going to change it up 
in May, end of May, around Memorial Day. Yeah. Uh, the current selection, current, the this logo, the Doomsday Boner's Day logo, uh, that's going to go away and be replaced with something else and never come back again. So if you want it, you better get <laughs> it. It sounds so daunting. <laughs> it is. Listen up. Limited. Scar of movie boners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's run weird. away logo run away never you come man, back you are just a movie encyclopedia things just pop in <laughs> lethal weapon three of all things it, that just... one that one even took me <laughs> off guard i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah i can't even remember the last time i watched lethal weapon three it's a good movie <laughs> it is a good movie you're not wrong <laughs> about that <laughs> Uh, okay. So I think that's all. I think that Do was you it. anything else. No. Okay. Go buy your shit. Follow us. Uh, let us know your, your crushes. Um, I'm shocked or not shocked. I'm sure someone out there is thinking like, how the hell did you guys not have Ryan Reynolds on your list? Well, <laughs> we felt that was too obvious. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I did toy with the idea of a man crush. Um, a couple of times yeah and then uh i just kept it super hetero so <laughs> yeah maybe we'll do a full episode dedicated to it at some point oh lord i'm gonna wake oh, up tomorrow lord. to a whole new schedule um <laughs> guess what we're doing this next month <laughs> all right guys just we kidding. appreciate you thank you uh let us know who your crushes are were whatever and uh, if you mm -hmm. agree with ours, or if you even know who a couple of ours are. <laughs> yeah. And Shirley is a saint. Stella is amazing. Okay. It's true. It's true. All right. Talk All right, to you guys, guys next time. Bye.